right. All right, let's take our Bibles tonight, and we're going to start in Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, we're going to be in, uh, probably have you turned to several places, and uh, but Ephesians chapter 4, uh, just got a few messages left on this, but man, I tell you, it's, it's helped me, amen, it's helped me as I study this out and remind myself of these truths that we've been t- uh, preaching on on Sunday nights, the uh, taming the tongue, and talking about different Bible principles when it comes to the things we say, the things we don't say, and how it is as Christians that uh, we need to, uh, we need help in this area. By the way, folks, again, God knew us. He made us. He knows uh, the things that we're going to struggle with. There's a reason He put a lot in the Bible about this, right? Because He knows that this thing right here is going to get us in a lot of problems. And so uh, last time I preached, not last week, but the Epley preached last week, but the week before, uh, we talked about the importance of truth and uh, how that um, uh, as Christians uh, we need to make sure that that's what our life is about. Well, tonight I want to kind of talk about the opposite of that and talk about this, to preach about this, the truth about lying. The truth about lying. So if you find your place, stand with me. Ephesians chapter 4, as we read our text here, and then we'll look at some other places. Uh, let's just read a few verses beginning in verse 25. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 25. Notice what he says. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Verse 27. This kind of sums up uh, if we don't do these things. Neither give place to the devil. Think about what that's saying. Amen? So if we lie, if we don't speak truth, if we're uh, uh, angry and all these things, guess what we're doing? We're giving place to the devil. Amen? And so we're not to give place to the devil. And so that's what we're going to look at tonight, the truth about lying. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. Thank you, God, once again for allowing us to be here. Lord, my heart is just overflowing tonight. Lord, just again, uh, the, the things that you're doing in our midst, God, we're seeing you move. And I'm so excited to see it happen. A front row seat to the mighty hand of God. And I pray, God, we would never take that for granted. I pray that you would continue to help us to see these things, uh, experience these things. And, and Lord, help us as your people. Lord, we need you. We're needy people. And we know we cannot do this without you. So I pray you'd help us and be with us now. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Let me get right into this. i got several Bible principles uh, that I want to share with you and uh, try to help uh, just cement some things in our hearts. And uh, folks, again, uh, you know what? I like what God's doing around here. Amen? And uh, I personally don't want to do anything to mess it up. And I don't want to see uh, us be involved as a church body of doing things to mess it up. And so uh, that means this. We need to stick to the Scripture. Amen? And we don't need to stick to what we think, what you think, what I think. Let's just stick to what God thinks. And so that being said... Let's look at these Bible principles that will help us, all right? First of all, let me say this. Honesty, amen, obviously that's the opposite of lying. Honesty is telling the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Uh, Mark chapter 5, verse 33, it says, But the woman, this is the lady that uh, came and fell before Jesus, but the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her. This is a lady with the issue of blood, who uh, touched the hem of his garment. And uh, Jesus, the uh, uh, Bible says he felt the virtue, virtue come out of him. And he turned around and wanted to know who touched him. Of course, he knew it already. He just wanted her to know that he knew. Amen? And here's what it said. Came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. Amen? Told him all the truth. And so it's important that we understand what telling the truth is. It seems like our world today uh, has a misconception of truth. 
right? And, uh, of course, if you were called upon to testify in a court, you'd be asked to raise your right hand, put your hand on the Bible, and swear, here's what they say, right? Tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God. Now, the reason you've got to say it that way is because uh, uh, you have to make that trifold promise because lying can come in three forms, okay? Because you can lie when you tell the opposite of the truth, right? Bearing false witness makes you a liar. By the way, folks, we're living in a world of false accusation. We're living in a a world uh, where people just flat out lie. We saw that play out uh, in the media this week. Praise God, justice was served. Amen. In that situation. And by the way, you you look you look you dig you dig a little bit behind that. Amen. And I'm not getting political tonight, but I'm just telling you, I'm just, we're, we're getting honest. Amen. You dig a little bit behind that, and the American people from this corrupt media system was fed lies through the whole thing. That's why you got to turn that stupid stuff off. Amen. I'm going to tell you, you, and we talked this morning about uh, keeping an attitude of praising God. If you feast on the garbage from the world, amen, you will not have the right spirit in your Christian life. Turn off the stupid hellivision, amen. Hollywood, all right? That's what it is, folks. I'm going to tell you, it's wicked as hell. And I'm not just talking about uh, the, the garbage they put out in their, in their TV shows and movies. I'm talking about even a corrupt, stinking, wicked, liberal media, amen? They'll flat out lie to you. And that's exactly what uh, we, we've seen happen. Praise God, somebody finally got something right, amen? By the way, I read the article. You know, everybody tonight, all right, as we speak, are in fear of all the rioting and looting that's going to take. What is wrong with our culture? Amen? I mean, come on, folks. The spirit of Antichrist abounds, does it not? So you lie when you tell opposite of the truth. How about this, though? You lie when you tell a partial truth. You know, if you leave out part of the story or some fact, then you're lying by omission, right? If you're going to tell the truth, you got to tell all of the truth. Okay, we kind of joke about, you know, the, the fish we caught, you know, or, 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 the, or the buck we killed, right? <laughs> or didn't kill, okay? Uh, but, uh, no, I mean, listen, folks, you got to tell all of the truth. How about this? You tell, you, you tell a lie when you tell an embellished truth, right? An exaggeration is a lie. So we need to understand that about lying and make sure that we tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. How about this? Amen? Satan is a liar and a father of all lies. Satan's a liar. And he, he's been lying from the very beginning. By the way, he first lied to himself. Uh, that's what got, what got him kicked out of heaven. I'll be like the Most High, okay? Knowing there's no way he could be like the Most High. So he had to convince himself of a lie so he could get himself booted out of heaven. And ever since then, guess what? He's been telling him and will always tell him to the very end. Okay, Genesis chapter 3, we won't go there. But you know what that stinking serpent said? Ye shall not surely die. That was a lie. Right? And we as mankind bought into it, and that's why we're the mess and we're in. John chapter 8, pretty famous passage here, verse 44. Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he's a liar and the father of it. Amen? And from the beginning, guess what? The devil's been a liar, always will be. And because mankind believe in that stuff, we... The world is plunged into sin. By the way, think about this. He's not just a liar, but the father of lies. So let me tell you what that means. You cannot lie without the devil's help. By the way, think about this. When you lie, you interact with demonic forces. 
You know, the quickest way to open a door of satanic influence in your life is to tell a lie. Now, you know what? I'll be the first one to unashamedly preach against Ouija boards and tarot cards and the occult and witchcraft. I'll preach against that stuff. But how about this? I wonder how many more Christians open the door to satanic oppression by telling lies. Amen? Let me tell you, some of the, some of the best liars I know have supposedly been Christians. Supposedly been Christians. And I don't know. Maybe they are. I can't read their heart. How about this? Acts chapter 5. Here's a Christian that lied. But Peter said, Ananias, Christian, why hath God filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? Here's one of the early Christians in the book of Acts. God, by the way, uh, when I think of what God's doing here, I think of the book of Acts. Amen? I think about a, a new church, a growing church, an exciting church, a church that's impacting their community, impacting their world. But even in the midst of that, guess what? There were still people doing things they shouldn't have been doing. Ananias, his wife Sapphira, one of them. They were liars. By the way, they paid the ultimate price for that, did they not? Galatians chapter 3, again, talking to Christians here. Oh, foolish Galatians, talking to a church here. Who hath bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ hath been evidently set forth, crucified among you? You know what you find out? Here was a church that was being told lies and was believing lies. And then our text we read tonight in Ephesians chapter 4. Again, written to who? Christians. Wherefore, putting away lying, let every man speak truth with his neighbor. Let me tell you why the truth is so important and lying so horrendous. Because the truth will set you free spiritually and lies lead to spiritual bondage. Amen? Now in our minds we don't think that because we justify this kind of stuff. Okay, And we don't realize uh, how important it is to God and how uh, detrimental it is to our Christian life when we, when, when we do and involve ourselves in it. A Christian begins by lying, first of all, to himself, then lying to others, then lying to God. And if you do not discipline yourself to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth, you're going to open up satanic influence into your life. I do not believe a Christian could be say, uh, satanically possessed. Amen? Because if you're saved, you're already possessed. Amen? You're possessed by the Spirit of God. I like His possession, by the way. Amen? I like when I yield to Him what, what, what can happen. By the way, He's not going to do anything that's going to cause you to harm yourself, destroy your life, uh, anything that's going to be bad. Anything the Holy Spirit leads you to do is going to be right. Amen? It's going to be helpful. It's going to be according to the Word of God. I like being possessed by that Spirit. By the way, we're commanded to be filled with the Spirit. Amen? So that's a good thing. But y'all say this, I don't want to open up the door to satanic oppression in my life. As a Christian, you can't be satanically possessed. But I'll tell you this, you can be oppressed. You can do things to open up the door. I've had this conversation with a few people already this week. But God is set up in such a way where there is a veil between the spirit world and the physical world. The world we live in and the, the, the seen creation and the invisible creation, the, the creation we can't see. God has set it up where there's a pretty strong veil unless we do something to breach the veil. By the way, we can do things to breach the veil. By the way, when we do, you have no idea what you're opening the door to. No idea. That's why it's very important for us as Christians to be very careful. The people we're around, the things we listen to, the things we watch, the things we involve ourselves in, because if we're not careful as Christians, you know what? We can open up the door to satanic oppression in our life. Okay? And you know what? So, uh, some of the things people are going through, some of the things Christians face is because of, uh, uh, of a door they've opened. 
Now, I'm not saying it's all that way, okay? And, uh, but I'll just say this, uh, that certainly can happen. And I'm going to tell you one of the ways it can happen is through lying. Through lying. How about this, number three? Just as God sends godly authorities to tell you the truth, Satan will send deceivers into your life to try and turn you from the truth. By the way, think about this for a minute, okay? If we're living in a world of lies, a world of deception, how in the world do we know what's true and what's not true? How, how do we figure that out? We, you know, roll a dice, flip a coin, leave it up to what everybody else thinks? Listen, folks, there has to be a source of truth we can compare things to to know what is right, what is not right, what is true, and what's a lie. Praise God we have one. Amen? You know what it's called? It's called the King James Bible. And I'm going to tell you something, I, I, I will preach this, I will live this, I will believe this with everything in my being, folks, because this is the source of truth right here. Amen? Amen? And it's, it's a, a source of truth you can stand on. It's a source of truth you can anchor yourself to. This book will not fail you. Amen? Because the God of this book will not fail you. And so listen, folks, uh, just as God will send godly authorities to tell you the truth, saint will send deceivers to try to tell you, uh, tell you, turn you from the truth. We read it in Galatians chapter 3, verse 1. Oh, foolish Galatians. By the way, when we fall for that stuff, you know what we are? We're foolish. We're foolish. We're who hath bewitched. Think about that term there, bewitched. Isn't that an interesting word? By the way, all scriptures given by inspiration is profitable. There's a reason God uses certain language when he's describing certain things. Who has bewitched you? Gives you this idea of, of casting a spell upon, right? And that's truth be told. I mean, uh, what happens with this kind of stuff? And I'll tell you why. Because it's satanically empowered. That's why. That you should not obey the truth. Galatians chapter 5, verse 7. Again, talking to the Galatians. Ye did run well. Who did hinder you that ye should not obey the truth? I mean, Paul is in awe of this church in Galatia because of the things that they're turning away from and turning to. All right? And the truth be told, they were deceived. They were deceived. Titus chapter 1, listen to this verse. Uh, For there are many unruly and vain talkers and deceivers, especially they of the circumcision. Wow. You know what he's talking about? Talking about uh, people that supposedly obey the law. People who are schooled in religion whose mouths, listen to this, must be stopped, who subvert whole houses, teaching things which they ought not for filthy lucre's sake that turn from the truth. Second Peter chapter 2, But there were false prophets also among the people, and many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. So folks, listen, there's a lot of deceivers out there. By the way, the Bible warns us that before the coming of the Antichrist, that the world's going to be full of many Antichrists. The spirit of Antichrist. The spirit of deception. And we as Christians have to... That's why, listen to me, that's why if you're only getting your dose of the Scripture from what you're getting from this church, however many times a week you come, you're not getting enough. You're not getting enough. You need to be in this book on your own every single day. Amen? By the way, you know why? Many reasons you need to do that. But I'll tell you what will help you do. It will protect you from deception. Okay, listen. If you just take my word for it, okay, that means this. You're putting all your faith and trust in what I say. By the way, you know what? Leaders, preachers even, sad to say, can lead people astray. We just read Scripture where some of them do. Now, God forbid I would ever preach or teach anything from the truth. 
But you know what keeps me accountable and keeps you right? It's when I'm reading it, and I, or I'm, I'm reading the Word of God, I'm preaching the Word of God. If you know the Word of God, guess what? That means that you can match up, you can understand what I'm preaching matches up with what the Word of God says. Amen? I don't discourage people from being in the Bible. I encourage it. By the way, the Bible, or God wants us as His children to be in the book. Amen? So I encourage you, get in this book right here. Amen? And let's, let's make sure that we're on the road of truth because there are false prophets that deceive people. Amen? I mean, you don't think that's true? Just look through history. I mean, you can look through biblical history. Sad to say, you can even look through modern history. Remember back when I was a kid, 1989, I think it was, 88, 89, the Hale-Bopp Comet? Remember that? Okay? Where the comet and what was coming. I remember watching. I remember seeing the comet in the sky. We saw it. But you know what was so sad about that? There was a group of people who really believed that, uh, uh, that, that their, their, their leader was teaching them that behind that comet was, a, uh, uh, was some aliens that was going to take them on to another world, another plane where they, they were going to rule and all this other stupid garbage. And very similar to what happened uh, down with the Jim Jones scenario. Uh, you know what? They drank poison. And, and you know what they found out real quick? Oh, they, they entered another world all right, but it wasn't the one they were thinking. And sad to say, those people were, were deceived and truth be told are probably burning in the devil's hell tonight. All because they were allowed themselves to be deceived. Now listen, listen church, again, that's why we've got to stick everything to the Scripture. I mean, come on, you hear me say it all the time. Probably one of the things I say the most is this, the Bible says. The Bible says. The Scriptures say, the Bible says, amen? Because that's what we're linking ourselves to. And so I'm telling you, folks, Satan will try to send people in your life to try to uh, deceive you from the truth. Now, I've I've mainly been kind of hammering this when it comes to what you're hearing from the pulpit. But listen to me, folks, it ain't just what's coming from the pulpit. Saint will send people in your life individually that's going to try to turn you from the truth, try to get you to do things that, you know what, just aren't right. Okay? Sometimes, sad to say, it's family. You know what? I, I've, I've had that situation in my family before. And I guarantee you, uh, you, get, you start going all out for God. You start selling out. They're going to think you're crazy. They're going to start throwing the sea world around. You belong to a cult. And you're brainwashed. All this other crazy stuff. And they're going to try to put stuff in your life that's going to try to uh, pull you away from truth. Sometimes it's friends. Sometimes it's, it's people you associate with. And come on, Christian, we got to know what's going on so that we can make sure we're not deceived. And that leads me to this point. How about this? Who are we listening to? Who are we listening to? You know one of the saddest verses in the Bible? Go and flip there. We're not that far from it. We've been in Galatians tonight. Galatians chapter 4. Galatians chapter 4. Just a book before the book of Ephesians. Man, one of the most saddest verses in the Bible. Verse 16. The Apostle Paul here says to this church of Galatia who's being deceived, notice this, man, this is sad. Am I therefore become your enemy? Why? Because I tell you the truth. Isn't that sad? By the way, you know what usually happens to people who are being pulled away from truth? They start turning on those that are telling them the truth. They start turning on them. And you know what? All of a sudden, they're the ones that have the problem. They're the ones that's wrong. Listen, folks, who are you listening to? Your enemy, the devil, will lie to you. By the way, are you going to embrace him as a friend? He will deceive you and tell you the opposite of what the Bible says. And people that do that, will you embrace them as friends? 
I mean, listen, young people, your parents and, and your pastor and godly friends will try to tell you the truth. Are you going to turn your back on them and count them as an enemy? You know, it's sad, sad, sad. I've seen this down through the years. I've seen this happen when uh, I worked for Pastor Ross up at Blessed Hope. And uh, a little bit, to some extent, I've seen it happen here. People you invest in, people you give your heart to, people who, I mean, you do a lot for, then all of a sudden, you know what? They believe a lie, and all of a sudden, you're the enemy. All of a sudden, they see you in public, they turn their head and walk the other way. You know why, folks? Simply because you're telling truth. Amen? So here's a good question for all of us. Who are we listening to? Who are we listening to? Now, let me give you some practical principles here on why lying is so dangerous. Why is it so dangerous? Why as Christian should we stay away from lying and be committed to truth? All right? Here's the practical part of the message. Let me give you three simple things and we'll be done. Number one is this. A commitment to truth will protect your purity. Let me tell you, we don't maybe think, think along these lines, but I'm going to tell you, folks, isn't it amazing to me, people that turn away from truth, one of the first things they do is start living an immoral lifestyle. No accident. No accident. Most people that I know that are deceived into uh, turning away from truth almost always fall into immorality. Shouldn't be a surprise. You know why? Because here's what the Bible says. We've taught about it some this year as we preach through that theme. Ephesians chapter 6 Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, amen, and having on the breastplate of righteousness. Truth is the part of God's armor that protects your morality, amen. One of the greatest dangers of allowing the sin of lying to become a habit is because it will make you an easy target in the area of moral temptation. By the way, any person, whether a teenager, whether a, a, an adult, whether you're married or unmarried, any Christian that engages in immorality does so first by lying to themselves. Okay? By the way, you know what you, know what you find most of the time immorality is always steeped in? Lying. Deception. Right? That's not a coincidence. Amen? So you know what we need to do? We need to be truthful about these things. By the way, be honest about these things. Okay, one of the things as a, as a father that I've done with my sons and my wife with my daughters is to be honest with their kids in these areas. By the way, parents, it's our job to educate our kids in these areas. Quit leaving that up to other people. Quit leaving that up to the friends. God forbid you leave it up to the Internet. God forbid you leave it up to the other garbage around here. You educate your kids. When you feel like God wants you to do so, Listen, quit being afraid of talking about things to your family. I'm not talking about inappropriateness. I'm talking about honesty. It's my job as a father to teach my, my young men, my sons, when I think they ought to be taught. Amen? And you know what, Dad? It's your job. Quit shirking that responsibility. Quit brushing that off. Be honest. Amen? By the way, you know what honesty will do? Protect. Protect. That's what it does. Amen? And so a commitment to truth will protect your purity. Amen? And let me say this. If there's one area we need to protect in this day, wicked day and age we're living in, it's our, it's our morals. Amen? I don't think for one second Christians can't fall in this area. One of the greatest Christians in the Bible, uh, David. I mean, I love the book of Psalms. I love reading Psalms. I love reading about his life. Man, what a tremendous man of God. Satan got him in that area. And I'll tell you this. If he can get David, he can get me. If he can get David, he can get you. Amen? And so truth will protect us in these areas. How about this? Number two. This is good. A commitment to truth will produce true worship. John chapter 4, verse 24. 
God is a spirit, and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. You know, habitual the habitual sin of lying destroys our ability to worship God as He wants to be worshipped. You know, when a Christian begins to live a lie, it soon destroys their love and enthusiasm for the local assembly. Amen? I mean, come on, folks. Remember when for you church used to be awesome? Remember when church used to be exciting? What's happened? More than likely, it's not what's going on at the church that's changed. Something's changed in your life. Amen? I mean, come on, folks. Listen, uh, uh, I don't know about y'all, but we ex- what, what you thought happened here today, we experienced some true worship here today. That's true worship, by the way. Okay? When the Holy Spirit of God, you can sense His presence. Okay? When they, when they were singing that song a little bit ago, man, I was about ready to jump up and dance a jig. Amen. I don't even dance, right? I'm going to tell you, man, whoo. Man, my spirit was just, whoo. Man, I, that, that was worshiping. Amen. Okay, as we sing those hymns and hear those words and our hearts drawn close to God, you know what allows us to do that? Truth. Truth. Amen. Because we're trying to the best we can in, the tr- in a true, pure way, honor God and worship God. And by the way, folks, listen to me. You know most true worship, though, if you think about it, doesn't really happen in the church house. Okay, I know we call it that, you know, the worship service. But you know, most true worship happens in your one-on-one personal relationship with God. That's where most of it ought to happen at. Right? And I'm just saying, folks, uh, uh, that's so important for us to do is to worship our God. By the way, you know why we ought to worship God? He's worthy of it, that's why. Amen. You know why it's wrong to worship man, worship this, worship that, anything except God? Because nothing else except Jehovah God is worthy of our worship. Amen? And by that, I mean God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Amen? The Godhead. They're worthy of our worship. Nothing else is. So important that we do that. And let me tell you, the Bible clearly says if you're going to worship God, you're going to worship Him in spirit and in truth. And in truth. And number three, let me give you this. A commitment to truth will produce continued sanctification in your life. Jesus said in John 17, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Let me tell you what lying will do. It will lead you away from a sanctified, separated life. Amen? It will lead you away from that. The truth leads Christians to new levels of uh, uh, drawing closer to God, away from the world. It will lead us to, uh, uh, that, 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 that tries to steal our, our joy in our lives. Amen? And I'm going to tell you, folks, truth will lead you to a life of sanctification. Now, I'm not saying you're going to be perfect. Okay, none of us are going to be that till we get that new body. We get that upgraded model. I'm looking forward to that, amen, by the way, right? Let me tell you, we won't reach perfection till then. But let me just say this. As Christians, we ought to be living a holy life that pleases our Lord. By the way, the, the reason we want to do that is so that the world can look and see that there's something different about us. By the way, you shouldn't have to wear a sign around your neck that says, I'm a Christian for people to know something's different about you. I'm going to tell you, this world's so wicked, this world's so dark, that as Christians, if we'll just let our light shine, I promise you folks, we will point men to the Savior. And that's the point in doing it, by the way. Not so a person can look at us and think we're this or think we're that, but so they can see our good works and glorify our Father which is in heaven. By the way, a person backslides. You know why? Because they listen to lies. Then they believe those lies. Then often, sad, they start to spread those lies. I mean, again, folks, it's, it's, it's such a shame to me. Some of the biggest, biggest critics of a good Bible preaching church are people who used to sit in its pews. 
some of the biggest critics, some of the biggest, biggest haters of, of, of Christianity and a good Bible preaching church and, and men of God who are willing to stand up and preach truth are people who used to be a, a part of that. What happened? What got there? I'll tell you what. They started listening to lies. Then they believed those lies. And then they started to spread those lies. Let me tell you what truth will do, folks. It will always lead you toward a holy life, not away from a, uh, not away from a holy life. All right? 1 John chapter 1, verse 6. If we say we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. You know what he's telling us there, folks? It's more than what we say. Now listen, it's amazing to me uh, how, how good good of a talker, how, how good at words some people are. I mean, you know what? Uh, they, they say all the right things, but truth be told, what they say and what they do are complete opposite. Real quick, take your Bible. We'll end with this passage here. 1 John chapter 2. I want you to see this. In fact, this morning, as I was uh, going through my Scripture this morning, I listened and uh, read the whole book of 1 John. Uh, by the way, I'd encourage you, spend time in that book. That's a powerful book. 1 John. I love that book. 1 John chapter 2. Now here you go. You want some security in your Christian life? You want to, some assurance in your Christian life? God's going to give it to you right here. 1 John chapter 2, beginning in verse 3. Notice what he says, And hereby we do... What's that word, church? Know. Know that we know Him. How do we know that we know Him? What's the confidence that we have? Now, folks, we're not teaching, the Bible's not teaching, a works-based salvation. Okay? You know what it's talking about? It's talking about assurance, and it's talking about confidence in God. Not confidence in self, confidence in God. And hereby we do know that we know Him if we keep His commandments. He saith, I know Him. He that saith, I know Him, and keepeth not His commandments. You ready? What's the Bible say? Is a liar. And the truth is not in Him. Now again, folks, this is not a works-based salvation. But you know what this is? A reflection of the heart. A reflection of the heart. Now, I understand there's uh, people in their Christian life can get to a point where, you know what, they truly can be saved, but live a life that doesn't please the Lord. I mean, I, I think that the biggest biblical example of that is Lot. No one ever would have thought Lot was saved if the Bible didn't tell us he was saved. But the Bible says he was righteous Lot. Okay? I mean, are you kidding me? The things Lot did? You know what the Bible says that, that happened to Lot when he was in Sodom and all those horrible things he was around? The Bible says he vexed his righteous soul. Let me tell you something, if you're backslidden and you aren't what God wants you to be, it will eat you up inside. Okay, and I'm going to tell you, it'll eat you up, but you will not be happy. I've often said this, some of the most miserable people on the planet are backslidden Christians. You know why? Because you can't have it both ways. You can't have it both ways. If you're saved and you belong to God, you will not be happy living for the world. Okay, so the Bible tells us here that we know that we know Him, all right, if we keep His commandments. Here, it's very simple. Do you have a desire to want to uh, obey and serve the Lord? Do you have a desire for that? Now, you know what? I'm not saying we always bat a thousand at it. I'll be honest with you, folks. There's been times I've failed the Lord in my service, but I will say this. I have a burning desire to want to please my Savior. I have a desire to want to... Do you have that desire? Amen? Do you want to keep His commandments? Because if there's no desire inside, all right, 
and you don't keep His commandments, there's no desire to do what God wants you to do, then the Bible says you're lying to yourself. Amen? Because true Christianity, I promise you folks, the Bible teaches this, that if any man be in Christ, he's a what? New creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Let me tell you, you get that new nature inside, that new nature starts desiring different things than the old nature did. And if there's no desire for anything new, I would check my salvation. Now, I'm not trying to get anyone to doubt anything. Okay? I'm just preaching the Bible. But if the Holy Spirit's speaking to your heart about it, y'all do business with the Lord. Amen? And so, folks, listen to me. We must, we must, we must commit ourselves to truth, and we must not fall into the deception of the devil and be caught in any way or form into lying. Listen, folks, just tell the truth. You say, well, the truth might get me in trouble. It will get you in less trouble telling the truth. By the way, you know what? So what? It does get you in trouble. You can at least face yourself, look in the mirror before God, knowing you spoke truth. Okay? And by the way, you know what I found out? If we're honest, and we're honest with God, yeah, there might be consequences. I'm not going to say there's not. But you know a lot of times you need to find out in the Bible, people that were honest with God, God showed mercy to Okay, God showed mercy. Remember David, again, I keep talking about him tonight. Remember at the end of his life when he disobeyed God, pride caused him to number the people. And uh, because of that, God said, okay, David, choose three things. Okay, uh, and he had to choose uh, uh, some, some judgment that was going to come upon his life. He chose for the angel of the Lord to, uh, you know, uh, uh, the, 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 for the angel of the Lord to come and smite. And you know what the Bible says, that the angel of the Lord was smiting, and God told the angel that was enough not to continue with the full judgment that should have been and deserved. But you know why? God showed mercy because of honesty. So, folks, listen. Let's get honest with God. Amen? All right? If God speaks to our heart about something, convicts our heart about something, we do. It's going to be do no good whatsoever to lie to ourselves about it, act like there's not an issue, act like there's not a problem. Just be honest. Amen? And let's make sure that we don't involve ourselves in the sin of lying. Let's pray. Lord,